Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hebrew Academy Elementary School Parsha Pod with your host, Rabbi Jeremy Lin. Parsha Pod gives us the unique ability to see the Parsha through the eyes of our children. Welcome to this week's episode of Parsha Pod. We are with our fifth graders. Okay, so today we're here discussing um, Parshat Kitisa. And with us we have... Ethan Mushayev. Ethan Mushayev. I assume your Hebrew name is Eitan? Yeah. All right. So Eitan, this week's Parsha starts off talking about um, the Mishkan and some of its um, different kalim. But the first mitzvah it talks about is the mitzvah of giving a half a shekel to the Mishkan. So the, the, the coins were also used to count the Jews, but they were also used for things in the Mishkan. The question is, why didn't they ask for a full shekel? Or like ask for a higher amount, why do you think specifically they said half a shekel is what you have to give? Um, because some people couldn't like afford to give more than like half a shekel and the rich people um, they were able to give more, but they weren't allowed because everybody had to be even. They're a good answer. So um, Eitan's answer was that since there are poor people, right, and they can't give a whole one, right, everyone should be equal. Um, why do you think it's important that people should be viewed equally? Maybe we should say that, like, you know, rich people are more important. They have more money and they can help people more. Um, because Hashem said in the Ten Commandments, it says that you can't be jealous jealous about someone else. Okay, and therefore what? And therefore, if someone gives more money, the poor p- person would be jealous that the rich person gave more. So this is refraining. You're trying to keep people from violating this. You're saying, therefore, they only give a half a shekel. Yeah. Great answer. Next on the podcast, we have Noah Yusupov. Noah Yusupov. And Noah Yusupov, the next commandment in the Torah is to create a, they were supposed to build a washing basin, like a place to wash their hands and feet before coming into the Mishkan. And the question is, why does a person need to wash their hands and feet before coming into the Mishkan? Um, I think so that they can be holy when davening to Hashem. And another reason why I think so is because when the Kohanim, every time they needed to give a sacrifice to Hashem, they would go to and wash their feet so they could be clean, pure, and holy when they're giving a sacrifice to Hashem and like doing anything holy that's going up to Hashem. So here's my question that I was thinking of. Why not say you have to take a shower? Like, wash your hands and feet. Like, let's go all out. You know, you have to take a shower before you come in. This is going to be a question for, you know, for Noah. Why not tell everyone? Think about it for a second. Why not just say, everybody, I want you to take a shower? You could say a reason. I think, uh, no, Whatever you think. If you think that it would be unholy, were you thinking... Noah sort of hesitated for a second to answer the question. I think what he might have been saying was maybe it's unholy to be completely not wearing any clothing. Yeah, in the Mishkan. So that's why we just, uh, our feet, were, our shoes, we never wore shoes in the Mishkan. So instead of that, you just like put your feet into somewhere 
quickly wash them and then go to uh, so give that's exactly what we're talking we're talking about the kior right the um, place to wash and that's what it was for but you're saying the reason we don't have a you know a full showering thing is because maybe it wouldn't be appropriate to get completely undressed however we know the kohanim did that to go to the mikvah so my only answer that i could think of is maybe it would be too many people right maybe there's too many people that if everybody would come in and have to do that it would just be impossible Right. Decent answer. All right. Thank you, Noah, so much for coming on the show. So... One of the things that it talks about in this week's parsha, also, in the middle of this whole conversation about the Mishkan, about the golden calf, is the commandment to keep Shabbat. Why do you think they put Shabbat in the middle of the parsha also? Uh, because it's really important to keep Shabbat because Hashem is giving us a day of rest for the seven days that we had, and uh, Shabbat is a really important thing to remember. Why do you think that it, you know, Hashem put that next to the conversation about the Mishkan? What's uh, the connection between the Mishkan and Shabbat? Because the Mishkan and and Shabbat are are both like super holy. Okay, great answer. Or you could say that Hashem rested in the Mikdash and we also rested on Shabbat. Another reason is because anything that was used in the making of anything in the in in the in the uh, Mikdash in the temple or in the Mishkan, that's what's not allowed on Shabbat. So for instance, we know that in the Beit HaMikdash there used to be um, this kind of food. It was inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, a Kodesh. What kind of food was it? Um, wait, the, what's the question again? What kind of food? There was, a, there was a special thing that was built and there was a special kind of food that was sort of put on it and it sat inside of the Kodesh. Uh, man. Okay, so that was actually, there was a measure that said the man was kept inside, but there's something else that, um, I'll give you a hint, there were 12 of them. 12? Okay, call on a friend. You got a bunch of friends who know the answer. Call on a friend. Uh, Say it loud. It's bread. Okay, so what's the answer? Bread. Okay, there were the lechem apanim, right? Uh, right, was there. And um, we had, uh, what do we eat on Shabbat also? Uh, on Shabbat, we also eat, well... Chala, right? Yeah, chala. So it sort of reminds us of the Beit a little bit. Yeah. Right, and then also... Um, how do you make challah? What's the first step? If you were gonna, you want to make it from scratch, scratch. Not like there's no store involved. What would you do? Well, I would take the bowl and I would pour, pour. Uh, no, you wouldn't pour anything in it. You have to do something before you even get the bowl. Before natilat No, before you have the thing that you were gonna put in the bowl. How's that thing made? Uh, uh, you put it in the. How do you how do you make anything that grows from the ground? How do you make anything that grows from the ground? Yeah, how do I make that? Meaning it's going to be flour, right? You need flour to make bread. Yeah. How do you flour. make how do you make flour? What's, wheat. Right. So how do you so what do you have to do with the wheat to get wheat? Uh, you have to. What? Don't don't look at someone else. You get the answer. Uh, so you have to like, so you have to. Um, Plant it? Good, you have to plant it. So you gotta thresh, you have to plow, you have to do all these things. Are those things allowed on Shabbos? Uh, 
Yeah. No, you can't no, plant on no, Shabbos, no, no, no. right? So, therefore, right, we learn these all out from things that were needed in the Mishkan. Since we needed the bread in the Mishkan, right, you're not allowed to do those things on Shabbat. You get it? Yeah. So you can't plant, you can't winnow, you can't, um, you know, anything. You can't light a fire because you need to bake the bread, right? All these things you're not allowed to do on Shabbat. Um, thank you so much for answering that question for us. Next up we have Tvir Levi. And for Tvir Levi, we're going to talk about the story for a second of the golden calf. So Moshe went up and he uh, comes back down. He see, the first time he went up to Har Sinai, sees the Jews worshiping the Egal Azav, the golden calf. And what does he do? Uh, he smashes the Torah down. Smashes like, the Luchot, right? Yeah, and, so, and some people think that he didn't really smash it, but God took the letters and the letters came off of the Torah and floated into the sky. They just came out of the Yeah, they just uh, came out of the Torah, and, the sign, and, and then he just it. dropped them, so it broke. Oh, he just dropped them. They got too heavy, right? No, they didn't get heavy. It just he thought of them worthless once the Torah... Oh, uh, once the letters were out. Very interesting. Okay, now there's another measure that actually says that Hashem made it too heavy for him to carry, and he dropped them. But let's assume for a second that Moshe broke them. Yeah. Right? Okay. Hashem gives you something, and you let it just break it? Why wasn't it a sin to break the Luchot? Because the... The Jewish people were, well, doing a very big sin. So Hashem basically told Moshe that they do not deserve something so holy. So Devira says an interesting answer. He says, listen, it has to be that Hashem gave Moshe permission to do that. It can't be that Moshe just took on his own brook something so holy. It has to be that Hashem told him to do it to teach the Jews a very important lesson. Great answer. Um, do you feel like you've ever smashed something in your life because you were angry? Uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did you regret it? What? Did you regret it? You made a, good, a very good point, but yes. I, I was phones for an entire month. What was that? You great, lost phones? I, I, yeah, I mean, I destroyed my phone. Just throw it on the ground, boom. And that was it? So you had to wait another month to get a phone? Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. And they had to wait a long time to get another uh, set of luchot. So I guess you live the Jewish story in a certain sense. All right. Thank you so much, Devere. Okay, this is one of the most interesting things in, in the Torah. When Moshe comes down from Har Sinai the second time, it seems like his face is so shining, right, um, that he needs to wear an actual mask, right? So his face was too much for people to see. It was Karen Orpanov. So it says that Moshe had to wear a mask to talk to other people. Can you imagine if you're Moshe, you're happy about having to wear a mask, you know, when you see other people, or is it like uh, a bad thing almost? It's a bad thing, okay. in my opinion. Okay, why do you think it's a bad thing? 
because you can't talk to them like face to face you can't maybe like if you're talking to them maybe you'd like mumble out a word so what's really interesting is right in a certain sense is Moshe had to wear this mask and you think it's a bad thing right but then is Moshe sort of different than every other pe- person in the world right yeah because no one else has to wear a mask mm-hmm. and maybe it's that Hashem wants to make Moshe different because just like Hashem is different, Moshe should be sort of like Hashem and being set aside. But nobody should be different. Nobody should be different. Everyone should be sort of the same? Yeah. Okay, interesting answer. So then we're still left with the question, right, of why this was a good thing for Moshe. Because we know Hashem doesn't do bad things to people. Yeah. Right, so there has to be a good reason. Can you think of a good reason? Um, maybe to like if he wanted is there a time it's okay to be special and have things that are different than other people sometimes okay when are those times hot like uh no actually not really not really interesting okay so that's an interesting question for everyone to think about then everyone out there in podcast land um it's a good question we have is why was this a good thing for Moshe to have this mask? Obviously that Hashem, or the shining face. Obviously Hashem only gives us what's good, but it seems here you wouldn't necessarily want to be so different, and it sort of makes you have to be behind something. So we're going to leave this as a question for today. But thank you for pushing the point, because I thought there was going to be an easy answer, but seemingly we don't necessarily see the same. You really think that everyone should be the same, which would be positive. Great answer. There's a message here from all of the fifth grade boys here, they want to tell you what you can do to keep getting the podcast. What guys, what, what should you do? Listen to the podcast. And then what? You gotta... Like it, like it, like it and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Hit that subscribe smash button. Smash that subscribe button. Alright, smash that subscribe button, guys. Subscribe. Uh, smash that like button and turn on notifications. Well, that's all the time we have for our Parsha Pod this week. Wishing everyone out there in podcast land a Shabbat Shalom. And then we all have in mind our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael who are fighting for our people. Shabbat Shalom, and may we all be safe.